0: (laughs) amen oh is that a good looking guy up there making those announcements or what amen (laughs) amen amen well good morning morning. did the worship team usher in the the presence of the holy spirit or what right man man just just so great you know today's just a, a a great day and and normally don't do this but i just like to call him out because georgie right over here uh, he's the one, if you don't know him, Georgie, stand up, say hi to everybody. You thought, no, this is new people. <laughs> he's like, I did this first service. <laughs> but he, he, he works back there and makes us all, uh, you know, sound good and r- runs a great team back there with all the help that he's blessed with. And uh, he turns 17 today. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. So so everybody, you know, giving that Pentecostal handshake when you're No. I'm <laughs> Amen. But just thank you for all that he does. And he promised he put the skinny lens on the camera. So any pictures he takes, I'm gonna look thinner today. Um, with that. <laughs> but I never forget the first time that uh, I got to talk with him and we was talking, you know, about the word and and we were talking about Genesis. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, right? And where God made Adam and then he made Eve and when I started talking about that how uh, God took the the rib out of out of Adam and and formed Eve he was just man he's paying attention and he's like wow that that's a great story I've, I've never heard it like that and he he just kept saying how oh, I was the best ever and, you know and just everything <laughs> and then I walked in as they was getting ready for baptism and he's laying on this carpet and he he's like holding his side, he's like, oh, oh, and I'm like, Georgie, I said, what's wrong, he goes, man, he goes, I think I, I'm getting ready to have a wife, <laughs> 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 it's just a joke, amen, <laughs> 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 hey, dog, no, uh, anybody read the, the book of uh, Ruth before? What a wonderful, wonderful book and so many principles in there and, and you, you know, could preach on it for months and months. And it, it's awesome to see how uh, Boaz, who became her husband, uh, you know, was a kingsman rede- redeemer that he rescued her, he paid a price for her, he accepted her and, we, you know, he was a, a man, held a high position at the the city gates he what controlled what went in and out of the city and and you know which is awesome how they they met and just the 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 whole story it's it's wonderful because before he met her man he was ruthless (laughs) okay yeah that fell flat. amen Thank you for the lives. Yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> we're going to continue the work of the of the Holy Spirit, uh, or the series of the Holy Spirit. I think it's going to be the last one. We could just keep going and going, you know, on this uh, for months and months. But we're going to talk about how the Holy Spirit works within community, how the Holy Spirit works in the groups, how the Holy Spirit works in our, our thrive tribes. And we'll get more about that that later. But if you don't know every we call this church. Right. But most of the pastoring, the way we're designed is when we get in these groups will happen in small groups and a lot of needs will be be met there. And then we'll come and we'll celebrate that on Sunday as as Pastor Nathan brings us the word that God has given to him for all of us. And then we'll go back to those groups and talk with them, you know, together. Uh, So it's good. But I want to jump right into it so I don't go too long here and talk about Acts chapter 2. courts they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved amen let's go back to uh, Acts chapter 2 still verses 43 or verse 43 everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. To be in awe. Just this last week, uh, I was at a pastor's meeting, and and there was six, eight of us around this table, and we was all uh, eating and, and listening, and as we were planning the faith fest for October 30th. Mark that on your calendars. You'll start hearing more about it as we go. But it is a community-wide event. Last year, we served over 2,000 people. Showed up at this event, and they're expecting six to eight thousand this year, as uh, the number of churches keep growing and 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 added to the the number that's going to come in. So we're planning this event. We're we're talking to all the pastors, and I'm sitting there listening and and eating. And this one pastor is sitting beside me, and and I'm trying to listen, and he's like, Cass. Kaz, you know, trying to, like, you know, the, the Holy Spirit, just tell him, just with a wait. they're talking, he's like, he's like, Kaz, I don't think you understand, and i quiet, and he goes, man, Sunday was awesome, right, and of course, I wasn't here, you know, last Sunday, and I, I, he goes, was you there, and I said, I said no, and he goes, well, it, it, it was great, and I said, well, we had our uh, freedom conference. Anybody at the freedom conference? If you're here at the freedom conference, yeah, raise your hand. Everybody else, look around them and go up and ask them how, how it was, and, and that they will encourage you to sign up for the next uh, freedom conference. <laughs> but so we had that Friday and Saturday, and then Sunday morning, I, I was gone at uh, Samuel at Sagu. Anyway. <laughs> um, and. Pastor Chris was able to come here because his church starts later, so he was able to attend the first service. He goes, He goes, Cass, I don't think you understand. It was amazing. He said, Pastor Nathan just got up there and he just started going off in the Holy Spirit and, and calling out, you know, diseases and, and symptoms and people. And they stood up and he prayed for him and he was healed. And then other people, uh, the staff and leadership, and, and he goes, and just people started standing up and prophesying and saying things, and people, he goes, I'd never seen anything like that before. He goes, Cass, I don't think you understand. And I'm like, that doesn't happen to your church. <laughs> no. <laughs> but he's like, I don't I don't think you understand the, the miracles, the power of the Holy Spirit. It, it was just amazing, and he was blown away. And in my mind I'm thinking, Wow, that's what this they're being in awe. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. When the Holy Spirit moves, there brings freedom. Freedom from bondages. Freedom from, from sickness. Freedom from fear. Freedom from doubt. Freedom from stress. It bring, brings a freedom that sometimes we don't even know, you know how, to, how to explain it. And we might not even know what exactly we was going through until we were fully delivered. And we're like, whoa! Look what God has done. Verse 44, all the believers were together and had everything in common. And and see, what's great about this is just just prior to this, we've read it uh, in in prior Sundays when they was filled with the Holy Spirit and and they were talking in other tongues and, and some thought they was drunk and said, man, they're just a bunch of clowns out there. And then God goes ahead and says, of course, because they was all on one accord. Okay, yeah, that fell through too. Okay, you know, Honda Accord, all them were... Okay, all right, it was all one Accord. So verse 40, they sold property and possession to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. Now, so many times we can just read this and get over the, the you know, one Accord joke and, and everything and, and, and miss this. Where they was at, they was in the temple courts, You think, well, every Jew went there three times a day. That's just what they did. Come on, listen. Just prior, they had witnessed our Messiah, Jesus, being arrested, brought there, accused, whipped, beaten, crowned. And as he got closer and closer, and I'm leaving lots of steps out, I know. As he got closer and closer, you know, to the cross and and he was hanging up there, he looked and there was no one left except John and his mother. All the other disciples and followers who had came by the hundreds and the thousands to watch him and, and to eat his fish and his bread, right? they, they came and they, they was entertained you know, by his words and by his knowledge and they saw the miracles that he did. I mean, they were just blown away. But as it got tough, as he went to the cross, they, there was no one left. And if they, if the Romans... If the, if the Sanhedrin, if, if the leaders, if, if all the followers were going to do that to Jesus, they're in the temple courts. Do you think that that would be a, a place where they felt welcome? Oh, but something changed. When it was filled with a, 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 the Holy Spirit, power came. A confidence came. A life-changing miracle just Came inside of him and, and boldness came. They just murdered their Messiah. They seen him. And then they was empowered by him. And they were like, oh, nothing's gonna shut this mouth, right? Nothing's gonna stop me. And so they was back in there almost. I mean, think about this. The rulers and authorities and everybody that that did this watching and hear all, not just the disciples, all the followers in there praising God and in a way that is super unnatural. I mean, they were on one accord. They they were like-minded and given in generosity like they'd never seen before. This didn't just happen naturally. And so everyone's sitting outside witnessing this. And you think, well, let, let's bring that out a little more. Three different times inside the temple courts, Jesus was there teaching. And when he spoke, the teachers of the law, everybody was baffled and then offended. right? What gives him such power and authority? He just, uh, he's just not speaking. I mean, people would come and say, "Man, this guy's in there teaching, and one you know of the teachers did. Yeah." I taught there last Sunday. No, you you don't get it. When he speaks, it's with power. And they're like, what? Right? That, That Here he is. So three different times, they tried to arrest him, kill him, and stop his ministry. Let me read about one of these times. In John chapter 8, 57 through 58. Then the Jews said to him, you are not 50 years old. And you have seen Abraham? <laughs> right? They're they're looking at the man, you're 33 years old. And you say you knew Abraham. They worshiped Abraham. Abraham, as far as man, they would always say, "In in the name of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we are we are grafted into His promises, and all the blessings of Abraham be on us and our children." Man, they knew Abraham. And then here was this young Jesus, who said, "Okay, you was a great teacher, you was a great rabbi, but this is going a little too far. We'll overlook the time we tried to kill you for when you said you was God." We'll overlook all this other stuff. But now you're saying you knew Abraham. And he says, truly, truly, I tell you, Jesus declared before Abraham. I just didn't know him. Before he was even born, I am. Before Abraham was even born, I am. You could see the crowd. Whoa, wait, wait a second. <laughs> You're going too far again. Because we know we taught. We memorize scripture. You could see the, the, the Jews that became scribes and then Pharisees and, and Sadducees and part of the Sanhedrin, the rulers of, of, of the church and, and everything of that time. They're like, <clears throat> they're like, now wait a second. When I was eight years old, I had Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy memorized word for word. Before I was 13 years old, I had the whole all, what we call the Old Testament memorized word for word. I was chosen by a rabbi and I followed him until I became of age, become a rabbi myself. Now you're telling me that you knew Abraham before he was born and not only that, now you're saying you're the I am who spoke to Moses from the burning bush. Or he's putting this together, right? I mean, he's just declaring. That's different than just saying I'm just saying. No, no, no. He was declaring, before Abraham was even born, I am. Once before he had said this, when when they came to arrest him, and they said, are you Jesus? Of course, he received a nice, gentle, loving kiss, and he said, I am, and they fell down as dead, dropping their spears and everything that they can with the legion to, to arrest him. Can you imagine how they got up like, whew, I don't know what just knocked me down? But sir, you need to come with us. He's declaring, I am. So what did they do at this moment? What the law enabled them to do when they thought someone was lying, declaring themselves as God. They they reached down and they, they picked up the stones. And listen, when the Sanhedrin, when the Pharisees, when those in charge picked up stones, their followers, their disciples would also pick up stones. And when they picked them up, they didn't drop them. When they picked them up, they threw them. And they didn't stop throwing these stones until whoever they were throwing at was dead, covered in rocks in a pool of blood. They picked up these rocks. They picked up these stones to throw it at him. But Jesus... Jesus was hidden and went out of the temple. In some translations, you go back and read it, please, trust me. It, it says he walked through the midst of them because what Jesus didn't do, he didn't stay this. They picked up the stones, and why they looked away to, to find the stones, he didn't like, right? He didn't sneak away. No, no, no. What he did is what we need to do when we face the trials and the hardships of this world. When we know everything is coming against us and we don't know how to handle it. We need to step into who we really are. And that is be covered covered with the Holy Spirit. Step into the great I am. He, Jesus the man, stepped into. The Holy Spirit stepped into the great I am, and he just turned. And I know, I just, I had this weird sense of humor, right? That, that I believe that all the crowd and everybody heard this, like the transformer, right? And he turned, and he just walked right through the mist of those. And they were like... Imagine what it felt like right then. That's the only reason why they dropped the stone is because he walked through them and they couldn't do nothing about it. He's going to kill him. And he walked right through their midst, the middle of them, and walked out to the temple. And you can imagine all those dropping the stones. like, oh. Everybody outside, Jesus. Right? When we see that, knowing that this happened in the temple courts, now the believers are in there worshiping. And, and it's a type of worship that it just consumes everybody around because they're loving each other. They're giving to each other and they're, they're praising the king of kings and the Lord of lords. They're praising the one true risen king, not scared of those same stones that were still laying on the ground. Not scared of who was there that disagreed with their opinion or disagreed with their say. They didn't care. They was breaking bread in their homes. They was there at the church the temple courts, then they would go into each home and they would feast. They would celebrate. They would minister. They would encourage. Then they would have communion to celebrate the body that was broken and the blood that was shed for their redemption. And how do they do it? It says, they had their homes and they ate together with glad and sincere hearts. <laughs> See, we can, we can just take that so lightly. Oh, glad and say, yeah, they were happy. No, I don't think we get it. Right? Because so many times we base our happiness on things that really shouldn't make our happiness. Like money. Position. When our joy, our true joy, that makes us glad and sincere heart. Those are two words broken into two for us. But we can go back to scripture and trace it out. And when he says they were glad, it's the same type of gladness. When the angel spoke to Zacharias and and to Elizabeth and said, you're going to be pregnant. And this child that you are now pregnant with is going to be the forerunner of the Messiah. And he is going to go forth, proclaim the one that's going to come, that he is going to baptize with water, which, which we had, was it six? Six, Pastor George? Six, six baptisms right after the nine o'clock service. Right? That that John that he was going to baptize in water, but he was going to proclaim that that there is one coming whose sandals I'm not fit to tie. There's one coming that's not going to baptize you in water, but it's going to baptize you with you with the Holy Spirit and fire. It's going to give you power. It's going to give you gifts. It's going to give you, give you something. And, and when the angel said this, the baby within her womb said, Whoo! Right? Imagine you like, oh, yeah. What? Hey, you preaching good when the baby jumping. Right? I mean, and see, now that's gladness. That's good news. Oh. Right? When was the last time you glad? When was the last time you, you, you was happy? Jesus told his disciples the same, same thing in, in Matthew chapter 5. When he says, rejoice when you're persecuted. Because remember, they persecuted me first. And remember that before they persecuted me, they persecuted the prophets that talked about me. And now you, empowered with the Holy Spirit, have something that the prophets didn't have. They had a hope. The Holy Spirit came upon them and would go, would come upon and give them a word and then go. But you have the Holy Spirit that dwells within you. So now, no matter what you face, you can have that joy. You can have that power. You can go out and then be the salt of the earth. He told him, he says, you are the salt of the earth. You make everything better because of what you bring. It's kind of like French fries that you get and you think, oh, man, they're hot and fresh. And you grab it. Oh, man, they should have put more salt. Put a little salt on there. Oh, yeah. Right? That's the ticket right there. Right? You go over here to Wingstop, put, put a little more dash on. There. Oh, yeah. Right? A little more salt. So God wants you to be salty. Huh? See how the world turns that around? You're like, why are you being salty? No, be salty. <laughs> be salty. <laughs> Take the good news to them. Let them see your joy. That's hard. That's hard to do. Right? You're walking around like, God bless you. <laughs> right? That's, no, Man. Go up to them when they're in the gutter and say, man, I love you. What you need? What are you struggling with? Oh, you don't know what I've been. You don't know how I'm living. I don't care. I love you. Well, other Christians taught me like that. Why? I'm not no other Christian. Amen. And Christian is Christian all the time. <laughs> 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 All right. What does this bring? You, praising God and enjoying the favor, and I hope, you, I hope you get this of all the people. you know Scripture says, if you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, do things that are pleasing to God, that you will find favor even with your enemies, even with your boss. Your employers, your neighbors, they'll be mad at themselves for liking you. Favor. Well, yeah, he's a Christian, but I kind of like him. I don't know why. Right? And you can sit at the table with people who want to kill you, people want to hurt you, people want to prosecute you, people who don't agree with you, and eat Peacefully. Favor and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. That's good stuff. Acts chapter five, forty-two. Day after day in the temple courts and from house to house, they never stopped teaching, never stopped complaining the good news that Jesus is the Messiah man i hope i hope that when we leave here that you don't remember the bad jokes you remember the one thing that matters the one thing that has changed your life that has changed your eternal future that you take that one thing and that continues to inspire you daily and if it doesn't then what you do is you like oh yeah i i got the bar to- code or took a picture of it and I went and I signed up for a Thrive Tribe. I cannot wait to get there. Man, maybe I'll sign up for two. But I'm going to go to this tribe, and I'm going to tell them, you know what? I Man, I've been struggling the last couple of days. Can you pray with me? Right? And that tribe is going to going to pray with you. That small group is going to pray with you. It's going to they're going to lead you through Scripture. They're going to do life with you, and they're going to you're going to form friendships that are closer than any other, you know, friendships that the world can offer. And then you're going to take that and you're going to go out and you're going to encourage those all around you, right? Just walk into work and be the salt shaker, right? Throw your salt everywhere as <laughs> you get and hope it gets on them. Never stopped. Proverbs 27, verse 17. <laughs> in these small groups, in the Thrive Tribes, in service today. As iron sharpens iron, so does one man Sharpen the countenance of the other. I don't know if you ever sharpened a knife, but there's lots of ways. Right? Right? Metal upon metal. Sharpening it. What they do is, is they help you. They pray for you. They encourage you. They, they straighten out your, your armor. They buff it up a little bit. They sharpen your sword by going through scripture. And the prayer that they offer and you praying for them, all of a sudden the joy starts returning. So you can go back into you know your job, back into your family, back into your life. You can walk out knowing that the victory has been won. But yeah, there's still a little fight. There's still a little fight to be had right, that we can take that encouragement, we can take the word of God, and encourage one another, we can help them, and you might be here today, and say, well, I'm not even saved, it's okay, you can still sign up for a tribe, you can go there, and they're gonna, what they're gonna do, they're gonna introduce you to Jesus, right, you're gonna be like, man, there's something about you, how can you, in a world like we have today, how can you be so happy, right? They're going to introduce Jesus. And after they do that, they're going to say, okay, now you've been in bondage, you know, to this or this or this, these drugs and alcohol, this lifestyle, this, this, this pain, this doubt, this fear, whatever it may be, you can be delivered from that. We're going to introduce you to freedom. And then once you experience that freedom, you're going to discover the calling that God has on your life going to discover your purpose and you're like man God created me for this yes then you can go out and make a difference in your family in your community in your workplace wherever you go that is what the tribes are all about that is what we don't have this church just so you can come here, there we can have a little good time do a little praise and then walk out hopefully you take what you get with you. Then you go show up on first Wednesday and get encouraged and you, you join a go team so you can serve. You, you get in a small group, a thrive tribe. That's what we call small groups here. Thrive tribes. Where we can get encouraged and do this. Form these relationships. Good relationships are the kind where both parties are sharpened by the truth telling an example of the other. If you have friends that always agree with you all the time, you probably need to add a few more friends to your list that love you enough to say, man, I love you. I love you, Georgie. But, but this little part is affecting your testimony. This one little part is affecting what God really wants to do through you and raise you to. And sometimes that hurts. If Pastor Nathan always just stroked me, just, "Cash, you're so good. You do everything so great. Not pointing out my my faults. Not pointing out where I, where I need to, to get stronger in, where I need to get better in. And then, then he wouldn't love me. I never thought that I would enjoy someone saying, hey, man, this is, this is what you do good. This here, we need to, you know, kind of, let mm. know he loves me. That's the kind of friends we need to have in our life. We're sharpened by the truth-telling and the example of the other. This is part of the great blessing of Christian brotherhood and it ought not to be neglected, not be neglected. A quality relationship will be based on growth in Christ's likeness. That man, I, you might like to fish. You might like to hunt. You might like to, you know, do lots of sports and et cetera, et cetera, crafts. Which well, there's a tribe for that. You might like to to eat. Whether well, there's a tribe, you know, for that. You might like to to play with kids and and grow kids. Well, there's a there's a tribe for that. You might like to to work out. Well, there's a tribe. You know, for that, you might like to, to get with other marriage couples and talk. You know, there's a, there's a tribe for that. No matter what you do, everything should come back all the time to one thing, one person, Jesus Christ, and what he wants to do in us and through us. A true Christian friend will not allow in each other a falsehood. They will love one another enough to say what needs to be said, and they will ask the tough questions. Like, "Man, how you doing, everybody?" Ah, man, I'm good. Stop lying. (coughs) Just tell them. Say, "Are you sure you want to know?" Yeah. And guess what? If they have that personal relationship with Jesus, bring it in. It's going to be okay. We're going to get through this together. That's not God's plan for you. Let me show you what the word says. I'm not perfect at it either, but, but together let's study God's word and see what it says about overcoming. What it means to be an overcomer. Let's 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 find out. We'll encourage each other all the more as the day approaches. Where'd I get that? In Hebrews ten, twenty-three through twenty-five. Might not have it. <laughs> Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together. Not giving up coming to church. Not give, giving up going, going to, to tribes. Not, get, getting, not giving up meeting with each other to encourage. Not giving up calling to encourage you know, somebody and, and pray with them. And say, man, I, I'm just so busy this week, but I didn't want you to go another day without you knowing that I love you. And I believe in you. And God has great plans for you. And, He, he you know, le, what, you got anything? Whether it's a phone call, texts are okay. One-on-one, groups, church. I, I can look out, and there's a lot of new faces. And, you know, and, you know over the last year, it's just been many, hundreds and hundreds that have come. And, and so I feel like I know a lot of people and, and, and know you pretty good. But there's times that, that I won't notice if you're missing all the time. And pastor, you know, as, as much as he loves you, he stands up here and he, he, can, he can look out just like this, like, like I'm doing. And he, he sees you. And he, he takes your bread and he carries those and he takes them to the, to the cross and he lays them there and says, Lord, okay, what do you want to give me for your people so I can, I can, I can help, I can encourage them. And it might be, you know, two, three weeks that he notices that you're not here. But he or me and other people around you, the more that we get in these these Thrive Tribes and get build these relationships, they're like, hey, where, where'd Pete go? I haven't seen Pete for a while. It's been at least, you know, a Sunday, <laughs> right? He misses two, uh-oh. He misses three, man, we going to his house, right? He ain't answering my calls, so we just showing up. He opened up and there's 20 of us right there, right? right? And and certainly, they're like, <sighs> they will be glad that you came because they've been in change, chains and in torture and in depression and everything else, just hoping someone would come. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. And I know you can feel it I know that there's something inside of you that, that looks at the world and the direction that it's headed and, and, and everything that's going on. You, you have this restlessness. The scripture says, he whose mind is set on me will remain at perfect peace. So there's a peace that does surpass all understanding and you can step into it. You can step in and know the, the scripture that was, that was shared about the, about the great I am. That in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and all things were created in Him, through Him, and by Him, and for Him. And there's nothing that is made that has been made except that which He has made. That He has a plan from you from the very beginning to eternity's end. He knows you. He knows you. And He loves you. And He has a plan for you. And no matter what this world, this is just this. This is, this is nothing, the world. But there's a lot of people, a lot of people in it. Every single one of them, was whatever it is, God loves to see one of them. And he wants them to come to the knowledge of his son, his truth that saves them. And one of the best ways to do that, as the tribe leaders come up, <laughs> one of the best ways to do that, is to start forming relationships. And so you'll see people out, they'll have a lanyard on, and it has a, a barcode on it, you take a picture of it. There's sheets out there you can sign. And But right now I want to give you a, a, a face, I want to give you a, a, a person, I want to give you a contact for you to know what Thrive Tribes really are. Man, get signed up. And I would like to, to pray with you before we go Father God we love you Lord and as your as, as your spirit has made made so clear to us how much you love us through what you have done for us the pace the, the price that was paid for us and the love that you bestow on us every day Father God we thank you that in the midst of our sin you love us before we even knew you You knew us. You truly are the great I am. You truly know the beginning from the end. You are faithful and just. And you promise to finish the work in which you started. So I pray that each person here today respond to your love. Respond to your gift. And Father God that they may leave here knowing how much you love them. They will leave encouraged. They will sign up for a tribe. They will make new friendships that you will use to bring more people into the kingdom. We love you and praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen.